Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. I hope you're all enjoying this lead up to New Year's Eve. Fun time here in New York City. Always a good time in Times Square. Uh, And by that I mean avoiding (laughs) Times Square. Uh, But seriously, it's Friday. Hope you're all going to relax this weekend and watch the Packers take home a big W. On Sunday night against the Minnesota Vikings, that's what's on tap this weekend. Uh, the final practice was held this afternoon. The good news, Jaden Reed, despite dealing with a couple different injuries, uh, does not have an injury designation this coming after a game down in Carolina where he didn't participate. So his first catch on Sunday night will tie him with Sterling Sharp, the franchise record for most catches in a rookie season. That's pretty damn exciting. Uh, on the bad side of things, Christian Watson and Dontavian Wicks both did not practice today. Now, on the injury report, Watson is listed as doubtful. No surprise there. But Wicks is listed as questionable. And Matt was asked about it at his presser. And it does sound like they're going to give him every opportunity right up until kickoff to be a go. I'm not holding my breath, however. Uh, most likely, both of those guys will be down. Uh, Luke Musgrave, who has practiced all week, also listed as doubtful, so it sure feels like his kind of return to the practice or return to the field as a member of the game day roster is probably still a week away. Um, been a long time since someone played after a doubtful designation. So Jordan Love and company are going to have to make do with what they got. Maybe Bo Melton has another good game in him. Uh, Aaron Jones obviously going to have to be heavily featured against a a Vikings team that is banged up. Their defense, no question about it, got the better of the Packers the last time around, will be playing at home. Noise will be a major factor. But they are banged up, and hopefully the Packers can try to take advantage of that, especially downfield, against some of these pressure looks that the Vikings love to send. Um, Not that it'll be easy, because it obviously won't be, but the way the Packers' offensive line has played and their protection has gone over the course of the last month-plus or so, especially since that last Vikings game, I like their chances of being able to at least produce you know, a bit more than they did last time around when they scored 10 points and looked really bad in the first half doing so um, and were unable to really crack the red zone code towards the end of that game. Um, but, you know, that, that does, I think, set up really well for the Packers on offense. On defense... We all know that's another story. Jaron Hall, the rookie, getting his first start against the team where he made you know a couple of his first plays uh, against the Packers when he came in in relief of an injured Kirk Cousins last time around. You know, obviously they didn't ask him to do a whole lot in that game, though Preston Smith did get him one time on a drop back as far as a strip sack fumble. Um, you can bet a lot of what the Vikings will try to do is isolating Justin Jefferson, trying to get probably a haul out on the edge on rollouts, on boots, and things of that nature, trying to use his legs a lot as much as they possibly can. I do not doubt for a moment that they will try to run some RPO-type stuff and probably get him out on the edge. This is a game where Preston, Lucas Van Ness, Rashawn Gary, all those ends are going to have to be very, very disciplined, stay home, and not let another Tommy DeVito happen to them where they keep wide open rushing lanes available for a young quarterback who probably shouldn't look very good, but because he's playing the Green Bay Packers, we all know he's probably going to look pretty good. That's just the way this defense has played the last 
three or four weeks. Hello to everybody in the comment section. Hope you're all doing well. So good to see everybody. Uh, got a super chat here from RJS. What's up? Sewell trade have anything to do with the issues we are seeing on defense? Have to think there was a leadership void after Sewell was moved. Still take the pick. We might be seeing some of the downside. I think, you know, maybe long-term seeping into things, possibly. But, you know, since the Sewell trade, we've also seen the Detroit game and the Chiefs game and guys like Carrington Valentine stepping up. And, you know, is there uh, an immediate effect as far as a lack of pop or uh, passion or, you know, the thing that really bugged me when the trade was first announced was like he, Sewell was like the one guy who really gave it down in and down out on defense uh, in a way that popped off the screen, right? So in that regard, maybe, but it's also, again, afforded you opportunities to have other young guys step in and get really valuable reps, um, maybe something behind the scenes as far as, you know, his vocal leadership. I guess it's a possibility. It's really hard to quantify, though. Yeah, it's hard to draw a straight line on that one. That would be my take on it. What else we got here, folks? What's my thoughts on Jair's suspension? Callum, we talked a lot about that on uh, Packer Transplants. We got two videos up here on the channel you can check out on YouTube. I know you're on Facebook. Check out the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. We got two full videos about it. Hoping for a heavy dose of Jones. Herb, I hear you. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones clearly makes a big, big difference. You saw that down in Carolina. And it's not just, okay, yes, it's lovely to see him rip off a 40-yard run. But even the runs that are just like four or five yards are invaluable as far as keeping them ahead of the sticks and leaving the playbook open for Matt LaFleur. Um, the things that really kill you are when you're handing it off and going for one yard or negative one yard, and now you're in second and 11, 12 what have you, those are hard situations. But especially in Minnesota, with that noise, with that environment, you want to stay ahead of the sticks. And Aaron Jones is a bit of a cheat code in that regard. So he, he will be invaluable on Sunday night, no doubt. <laughs> Brett, I am begging Joe Barry to not line the safeties up in St. Paul. Man, I wish I could tell you to uh, you know expect something else, but I, I can't in good conscience say that that's going to happen because I fully expect the safeties to be lined up deep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, some cat was saying, some cat, Rick, I mean, if some cat says it, some cat was saying Rasul's PFF rank was like 93rd best. Is that true? If so, maybe Goody knew something we didn't. And I don't know. All I know is every time I watch the Bills, he looks pretty damn good. Uh, 
but yeah, I'm sure whatever ranking he might be, but you know, PFF ranks, I don't really care about in any way, shape, or form. The rankings are derived from their grades, which I completely dismiss in my life. So, hey, man, have fun ranking, but I don't care. That's just how I roll. Frank, what's up, man? If Green Bay can win time of possession game, they have a good shot at the W. I agree, Frank. I mean, I don't ever want to play scared against a fucking rookie quarterback making his first start, but Joe Barry has led us here, right, where I am petrified every time anybody is on offense against our defense. So I feel you. Play keep away. I mean, it's kind of what they did against the Chiefs, right? Possess the football. Make those drives count. Make them really long and end in touchdowns. I'm all about that life. Let's go. Um, Dale, who do I think will follow Jefferson? I don't think anybody will follow Jefferson, especially now that Jair has been suspended. I think you'll see a mixing of mostly zones and then a few man calls at times. I think Valentine will probably draw that. More often than not, maybe you'll see Stokes in that regard. But wherever he is, you can bet they're going to be rolling coverage. They're going to be trying to funnel things as far as coverages towards whatever side he's on, whatever he's doing, wherever he goes. It's the A number one guy who can kill you, right? And look, I know there's other talent on the field. Addison sounds like he's a 50-50 proposition to play, so we'll see. But, man, yeah, to me, like, don't want to give this rookie quarterback that security blanket wide in the out in the open no chance ed what's up only noise i want to hear is the remaining crowd chanting go pack go in the fourth quarter that is a gorgeous sound isn't it much more preferable than that fucking horn that i hate with the fire of a thousand suns does preston get that the amount of preston smith at cornerback jokes in the chat is heartening i love you all Brazil on. They better take the ball and score. Don't defer to Barry. I mean, it seems obvious now, right? But they've been deferring. And that's the whole reason we got this brouhaha with Jair. Um, Yeah, I would prefer, much like they did against the Lions and the Chiefs, they take that ball, march down the field, score some points. But Matt wants that attempt at a double up, so uh, I'm not going to be surprised if they defer yet again. What else we got here, folks? <laughs> Rick Harris with a skull in here. Good Lord. Craig, what's going on, man? Head coach Nagler. God help us all. What are your grades on the position and coordinating coaching staff? Aside from the obvious DC grade of F, grade the rest. Craig, I think we're going to wait till the offseason to do anything remotely attempting to grade anybody uh, as far as their work throughout the 2023 season because the 2023 season is not over yet. So... Let's uh, let's be patient on grades. Jason, what's going on, man? This Jair situation has a hint of Josh Sitton, a high-profile player questioning coaching slash play calling. Just a thought. See, the difference is, Jason, I hear what you're saying, right? And I want to think, yeah, there's got there's a similarity there. Except Josh did all of that way out in the public, like point blank, on the radio, second-guessing Mike McCarthy's play calling and things of that nature. Whereas Jair, as near as I can tell, I mean, point me somewhere else if I'm wrong, but he hasn't said anything publicly. And I know we've all assumed it as far as his dissatisfaction with what Joe Barry is asking them to do, but I haven't seen a report on that. I certainly haven't seen Jair talk about it publicly. The only thing I have heard him talk about publicly is at the start of the year saying that no matter what the calls are, we've got to be better, meaning the players, 
So, yeah, I, I hear you, and I do kind of want to say that that makes sense, but, again, Josh was very public with it, which is one of the reasons that I think Ted had had enough. But, yeah, until we get something like concrete from Jair, it's hard to really draw that comparison. I take the ball first, then onside kick starting in the second half. Michael, I like the way you think. Uh, Spencer, genuinely curious how you think public opinion on Barry changed in a matter of two weeks after Chiefs game to Bucks instead of small outcry on his job. Now everyone wants him fired. Just interesting in my opinion. Yeah, Spencer, I mean, there was a point after that Chiefs game because of the two opponents they had faced who were, you know, one still now is, and the Chiefs are kind of wobbling, but considered two of the better teams in the league, playing very well, etc. I think because they did a good job of limiting uh, especially the Chiefs, to 19 points, you know, there was a, well, you can't argue with the results, even though we kind of knew there were still issues. You still saw the issues. Hell, all you got to do is look at that Chargers game, which they should have lost if the Chargers can just hold on to the ball. There's still dudes wide open. There's still guys ready to score touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, I don't think – I do think people were like, okay, we're getting results, so it's hard to call for his job. But then we've seen the meltdown here in the last three weeks or so, and I get why things have kind of boiled over. It's much like my rant on Watch Party during the Bucks game. You know, it, that was three years of frustration kind of bubbling over, and I think that's what you're seeing. It's like every time we get teased with a defense that's at least serviceable, competent, pick a word that is somewhat positive but less than great, um, then we all of a sudden have this, like, reminder of how bad the defense can be and somewhat usually is. That's where I think a lot of that happens. Again, uh, I think it's a, a buildup. Dale, good evening from Misty London. Good afternoon from New York City where the sun is slowly setting and it's actually turned into a really nice day. The sun was out today. It was had been kind of rainy the last two days. So hopefully there's sun on its way to you across the ocean. I know you brought up Watson on transplants, but do you think he plays again this season? That hamstring just continues to linger. Yeah, I would have thought if he had been even a limited participant this week, there was a good chance that he could play against the Bears. But the fact that he did not participate at all, any of the practices, doesn't bode well. Now, that said, we've certainly seen guys, like, kind of come up, right, suddenly a week after, like, they didn't play or practice, what have you. Look at Reed, you know, just this week. After missing last week's game, suddenly now he's up without an injury designation. So I do think, you know, the Packers understand not only you know the severity of the injury, but they're probably kind of erring on the side of caution, having not placed him on injured reserve, thinking, okay, if we do somehow make it into the playoffs, let's make sure he's available and able to help us. You know, I don't think that that's delineated thinking, but I do think, you know, there's a very, very kind of outside chance that maybe he plays again this season. That's that's where I would think their heads are at. Nathan, appreciate the super sticker. Thank you very much. I just don't get it. Matt sees what we do on defense but continues to support it. It is frustrating. Um, I would say, you know, he's going to always support it publicly. We have no idea what conversations are being had inside the building. And I know there are, you know, similar results each and every week. But you can't deny they had a very – different approach, especially early in that game down in Carolina. They called way more pressure than usual. They called way more many, way more man calls than usual. They just didn't execute very well. You know, 
but I do think, yes, it's never going to be the case where Matt is sitting there at the podium going, God, you know, we were atrocious or our defense sucks or whatever. You know, he's only ever going to go to bat for his guys. His guys being Joe Barry, um, guys on his team, guys on his staff. It's, it's very, very, very rare that you're going to get him to truly call someone out in public. I just don't think that's realistic. Do I think Bo Melton has put an end to Torrey's career in Green Bay? I don't know if it's that cut and dry, but he's certainly made a case for being up on game day ahead of Torrey if they need an extra wide receiver. Of that, there is little doubt. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if he gets a few more opportunities, like he might on Sunday night, and he keeps delivering, because that's the thing. Like, it's great that he had the game that he had. I'm very excited for him. But it's one game. You know, you've got to continue to produce when you've given the opportunity. Um... And, you know, I know it's not like Torrey's, like, blowing the doors off or anything like that with his opportunities, but I just don't think it's as cut and dry off of one performance. But I tell you what, he keeps doing what he did down in Carolina. There's a chance. There's a chance, no doubt. (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 10, how appealing is the 2024 Packers defensive coordinator job? I always love these questions. There are only 32 in the league. Only 32 on earth. Like, if you're a defensive coach... Yes. Would Vic Fangio want to come do it? Probably not, but he's got a gig, right? If you're a young up-and-comer, hell yes, you want to go in there and make your claim, turn this god-awful defense around. You'd be hailed as a hero. You kidding me? I think 99% of defensive coaches would love the opportunity to come to Green Bay and work with Kenny Clark. And yes, Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker. Like, There's talent there. And, again, the only way you can go is up. So even if you're just like a competent middle-level defense, it's improvement. (laughs) They'll they'll hail you as a hero. Craig, thanks again, man. DJ Nagler, what 80s song sums up the season to this point? There'll be sad songs. See, that's interesting. What you reach for, there'll be sad songs. I don't know that I, I think this season has been sad. I think it's full of hope and promise. The promise. There you go. Well, no, that's a that's a band. That's an '80s band, isn't it? Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I'll I'll go with. Um, something hopeful. Still haven't found what I'm looking for by U2. How's that? There you go. Uh, so we get Rex Ryan from ESPN. That is never going to happen. Kevin Barrett, thanks for being a member. Really appreciate you, man. Soder, what's going on, man? Did I mention that I hate the Vikings? You have not, but now that you have, I'm glad that it's on the in the record. In on the record. Promises, promises. That's a good one, Adam. We actually did that. Uh, Motel Men did that this summer at both of our shows. Zimmer. Paul, I've seen a lot of people mention the possibility um, because Zimmer had the interview on NFL Network, but two things there. One, I think he wants to be a head coach. I don't know if he's coming back to be a defensive coordinator, though maybe he is. Uh, I have no idea. And two, does anyone remember the frosty handshake between Zimmer and Lafleur? I think it was Lafleur's first or second year, there when the Packers beat them in Minnesota, and like Zimmer barely looked at him. I don't know that Zimmer's coming to work for Lafleur, but uh, stranger things have happened, I guess. Rex Ryan is washed. Yes, yes, he is. That's all I'll say about that. 
With Rodgers being off the books next season, how much cap room will the Packers have next year considering we'll probably part ways with 69 as well? I mean, I don't think that 69 thing is a foregone conclusion, at least not the way you're phrasing it there. Um, I think there's a decent chance they get something done with Bakhtiari's contract to keep Bakhtiari around for another year. Um, As far as Rodgers being off the book, yes, that will be a relief, but they've still got a lot to work through. It's not until 2025 when real cap relief arrives in Green Bay. So if you're expecting some kind of, like, windfall or big kind of, you know, shopping spree in free agency – I'd temper those expectations a little bit. All right, everybody, i got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. I'll see you on Watch Party. Go Pack Go.